Welcome to the book of Ecclesiasticus or the wisdom of Sharak. And then we are here in chapter 6. We'll get right to it, get busy here. It says, instead of a friend, become not an enemy, for thereby thou shalt inherit an ill name, shame and reproach. Even so shall the sinner that hath a double tongue. Okay. So have you ever seen the, when people get too close they go in on a deal. Everything's all roses. And then there's a blow up. And that can end up in trouble. It can go you can go from uh, good friends and peaches and cream and roses to uh, fire. Okay, and that's not what you need to do. If you can't get along with someone, and sometimes there's only so many people that can be compatible, only so many people you can yoke with. Like I say, if they don't hold God's doctrine dear, it's hard for me to get along. It just is. So you you actually draw close together, and instead of yoking, it ends up in a blow-up. And that... Some people can't get along with nobody, all right? Uh, and they're a friend for a day, they're a friend for a week. But in the end, there's no equal yoking, okay? And it can end up bad here. Notice the double tongue again. What about it? We've been over it. Uh, in the occult, it's called, they mock God and say it's Jabez and Boaz, the twin pi pillars, Okay, the Twin Peaks, the yin and the yang, the polar opposites. This has been discussed uh, throughout occult doctrine and psychological doctrines. It, it just is. And not to mention just the old liar, the split tongue. And then the uh, coded language that the occultist has where he can speak to two different groups, the initiated and the non-initiated at the same time, okay? And uh, that's that doubleness, uh, in this case, double tongue, um, tossed to and fro here in verse 1. It says, extol not thyself in the counsel of thine own heart, that thy Soul be not torn in pieces as a bull straying alone. Okay. Once again, you don't look to yourself. Okay. You don't try to find yourself. It's put in the New Age philosophy. You're not uh, a mountain. I'm not a mountain. We are to be uh, around people. We just are. A man is meant to have a woman. A woman is meant to have a man, a man. And you don't want to be like this bull straying alone, okay? Anyway, uh, get good people that know the doctrine when you want counsel, okay? Don't counsel um, 
by seeking oneself. All right, self-seeking. So that's there. Uh, three, it says, Thou shalt eat up thy leaves and lose thy fruit and leave thyself as a dry tree. How about that? So there you are alone. And worse yet, if you don't have that great comforter, the Spirit of Jesus Christ, Father, Son, and Holy Ghost with you, with you and within you, and you don't have the other people that are seeking the wisdom and understanding out of the doctrine, you're alone, a dry tree. You're not going to be making fruit. In force as a wicked soul shall destroy him that hath it, and shall make him to be laughed to scorn of his enemies. All right. So, so you have the wicked soul, the wicked spirit. That's a disaster, folks. And worse yet, the familiar spirit we're talking about. Now, uh, Madame Lovatsky called it uh, a guardian angel, but that's just code word for familiar spirit. It's a curse when you have it, all right? You're cursed. You're entangled with fallen angels. All right, five, it says, Sweet language will multiply friends, and a fair-speaking tongue will increase kind greetings, period. There you go. That's self-explanatory. And six, it says, be in peace with many. Nevertheless, have but one counselor of a thousand. Okay, so you don't have to be out here stirring up trouble everywhere you go. You leave a path of struggle behind you, a path of conflict. Okay, and again, you want the people that have the wisdom and understanding, and they're saying one in a thousand here. And you're doing good to find someone worth counseling with at this pace of the people that are out here with the jab, with the heavy metals, with the messed up food, with the drug epidemic, with the brainwash scenarios that are going on, tossing people to and fro, making them double people, okay? You want the counselor that has the wisdom and understanding out of our doctrine, Seven, it says, if thou wouldest get a friend, prove him first. Be not, and be not hasty to credit him. Okay, time will tell. You uh, may meet somebody, and it seems really good. Everything's ro rosy. But let time pass, because you have time. You don't have to make up your mind on any, any subject right off the bat, usually. Time will tell what he or she is all about. Will it not, folks? There in seven. In eight, it says, For some man is a friend for his own occasion and will not abide in the day of thy trouble, period. And that's like having no friend at all. Everyone's a friend when the person's winning. But as soon as that person starts to lose, uh, the friends scatter. Like the person that has a lot of money and 
Wow, they have all kinds of friends. But they're fake friends, folks. Let's, let's, let's be real. They're fake friends. And when you have trouble, they're nowhere to be found. They're not going to help you. They're not going to yoke with you. Really, it's all a fake and a fraud. And people can be really evil. Can be right in your own home, right in your own house, right in your own family. It can be. All right, so there's a great dividing coming up in the world, and I'm not talking about red and blue states. I'm talking about the wheat from the chaff. I'm talking about the goats from the sheep. You do not want to be yoking with the goats, okay? Because you will get the horn, all right? Okay. Nine, it says, there is a friend who being turned to enmity and strife will discover thy reproach. And again, that's like having no friend at all. What he's talking about here, what about what Jesus is talking about here is a fake friend, is it not? Really, during the trial, that's when you see who who are your real friends when the chips are up or down? When you're broke, when you're in the hospital, when you're imprisoned? This is when you see who your friends really are. In 10, it says, again, some friend is a companion at the table and will not continue in the day of thy affliction. So here is a friend that is greedy to gain. He uh, will help you eat your, your food. And again, when there's trouble, when you need help, real help, okay, they're nowhere to be found. They will turn their back on you. In 11, it says, but in thy prosperity, he will be as thyself and will be bold over thy servants, period. So here he's uh, ordering your, your uh, employees or whatever around your uh, butler, your maid. And when you have the prosperity, hi, neighbor, how you doing there? They're just your best buddy. When the chips get down. They run and hide. In 12, it says, If thou be brought low, he will be against thee and will hide himself from thy face. There it is. 13, Separate thyself from thine enemies and take heed of thy friends. Okay, uh, when it comes to taking heed, one day we were studying this, and the table lady said, well, that's also watching out for your friends. Take heed. Uh, I took it as, well, be careful of your friends even. But she's saying, well, there's a deeper meaning to that. Maybe watch out for your friends. But the enemies, you don't want them around. In fact, they're a toothless tiger when they're not around you. Get rid of them. Kick them down the road. You see what I mean? Let them march down to Georgia. Or really go off into the sea. How about that one? Because they're not real. They're fakes. They're frauds. 
They're fluffy to your face, and a knife in the back is as nothing to these people, okay? They are your fake friends, okay? And that can take in a lot of different things, but uh, remember that song, Marching to Georgia? Okay, well, the table lady don't remember that one. But really, they ought to march right off into the ocean. Hey, sharks got to eat too. All right, I'm, I'm stopping. All right. Okay. Take heed of thy friends. And she said to be careful for your friends. And I agree with that. We do need to watch out for real friends. Okay. And what about the real friend here in 14? A faithful friend is a strong defense. And he that hath found such an one hath found a treasure. Even Christ said to the apostles, you are my friends. And he washed their feet, right? Uh, and he said, a servant doesn't know what the master is doing. I have told you all things. You are my friends. And there's no greater honor than to give your life for your friends. 15, it says, nothing doeth countervail a faithful friend and his excellency is un unvaluable okay uh, like I said the faithful friend is a treasure here all right you got anything to add to that I can't hear I don't know what she's saying there, but uh, this is on the faithful friend. You got something to add to that? Okay, she don't. All right. Okay, a faithful friend in 16. A faithful friend is the medicine of life, and they that fear the Lord shall find him. So, if you got uh, good, some good friends or family or whatever, that is some really valuable treasure. And it probably is because you fear the Lord, and the Lord yokes them with you. How about that gift from the Lord? 17, whoso feareth the Lord shall direct his friendship aright. For as he is, so shall his neighbor be also, period. And they uh, call that the golden rule, do unto others as... You would have them do unto you. And it's, with friendship, it should be easy. Okay? You uh, care about the things for your friend. All right? It's not just self-seeking. You are caring for others, for your friend here, like you do yourself. And notice here it's entangled in the fear of the Lord again. In 18, it says, My son, gather instruction from thy youth up, so shalt thou find wisdom till thine old age. How about that? Don't wait. Turn off that history channel. Get your Bible open. Okay. And you start it as soon as possible. And listen to this here. This is the parable of the plower and the sower. And we know about the, the uh, similitude language of sowing and reaping here. Now listen to this. 
this in light of that. Come unto her as one that ploweth and soweth, and wait for her good fruits, for thou shalt not toil much in laboring about her, but thou shalt eat of her fruits right soon. So there you are, folks. You're digging for treasure here. You're going through the doctrine. You're gathering the wisdom and understanding. The Spirit is coming on you. And notice here that it doesn't take that long to start to get some of the fruit back. Okay? And it doesn't take that long, especially if you have the right friends. And you have people that are busy in this same quest to have the wisdom that comes out of the 77 books of the King James. And you're associating with them, and there's no quicker way to get to know the Bible than to be in a good Bible study. 20. She is very unpleasant to the unlearned. He that is without understanding will not remain with her. This is her, is wisdom and understanding. Wisdom and understanding, it's uh, pleasant to us, is it not? Isn't it a sweet, sweet wine to us? But to the people that have no wisdom and understanding, it stings their ears, okay? Uh, like the uh, pharisaical people that were listening to Stephen, and they covered their ears, and they gnashed on him with their teeth, and they stoned him, okay? For us, Stephen's words are beautiful, but to them, they gave them the that terrible hands over the ears, okay? 21, and this is she, this is the wisdom and understanding. She will lie upon him as a mighty stone of trial, and he will cast her from him ere it be long. So, folks, you, you, you see these people all the time. They're a dime a dozen. They're a thousand to one, and they will not stick with wisdom and understanding. Many times you see them start to get their little tootsie in the water, see? And somewhere along the line, you don't hear from them. They're gone. The next time you see them, they fell off into the pit. They, they have lost it. They have not progressed. They don't have the love, the passion for her. They just don't. And they go the other way. That's just as simple as I can put it. If you don't love the wisdom and understanding that's in the doctrine, the real doctrine now, I'm telling you, you'll, you'll have strong delusion sent upon you from the Lord. Okay, how about that one? That's a promise out of our Bible. Okay, uh, 22, for wisdom is according to her name, and she is not manifest unto many. Okay, what did I say? A thousand to one. Twenty-three, give ear, my son. Receive my advice 
and refuse not my counsel. And that's to all of us. And put thy feet into her fetters and thy neck into her chain. Right? Why not? The benefits. Oh, my. This is just beautiful. This is just, this is sweet music to me. I'll tell you this. 25. Bow down thy shoulder and hear her. Bow down thy shoulder and bear her. And be not grieved with her bonds. Okay, so this, you're diving in to the wisdom and understanding in the doctrine now here with this. And you're growing. And don't be grieved with that process because it will turn sweet for you and for me. Right? Okay, 26. Come unto her with thy whole heart and keep her ways with all thy power. And, um, and 27, search and seek, and she shall be made known unto thee. And when thou hast got hold of her, let her not go. Okay? And this is going to be a joy here in 27. By the time you reach this stage, Oh, you wouldn't let go of her for nothing. It has to do with everything in the, in the world and the world to come. 28, for at the last thou shalt find her rest, and that shall be turned to thy joy. What advice. I tell you, you just can't beat this wisdom of Shurak, you just can't. It's a beautiful, beautiful bunch of parables. 29. Then shall her fetters be a strong defense for thee, and her chains, her chains a robe of glory. For there is a golden ornament upon her, and her bands... Her bands are purple lace, and that's royal color. Gold and purple. So here is the benefits coming. This isn't an actual throne. This is all symbolic of the great honor of her wisdom and understanding. 31. Thou shalt put her on as a robe of honor, and shalt put her about thee as a crown of joy. 32, my son, if thou wilt, thou shalt be taught, and if thou wilt apply thy mind, thou shalt be prudent. Okay? So here you're putting the effort into this. We're getting this described to us. We're, we're planting the seed here. 30. So this prudence is going to be there because you're applying yourself. You're being patient in your quest. And you are willing to be taught and you're seeking wisdom and understanding with all your heart. 33. It says, If thou love to hear, thou shalt receive understanding. 
and if thou bow thine ear, thou shalt be wise. And this is the good wisdom, godly wisdom. And notice here, it's not just reading, but you're hearing. So much more for the Bible studies, folks, where people, uh, they ask questions, they give comments, there's discussion, and the stuff really sticks with you. And then if you have the benefit of being able to review, whether on CD or podcast or whatever, get your Bible out, go along with it, oh, you will just explode with this wisdom. You just will in 33 in 34, it says, Stand in the multitude of the elders and cleave unto him that is wise. Okay, so there you are yoking with the right people. The ungodly conversations are all over the place. There's all kinds of blasphemy, etc. That's not what you want to be around. Yoke with the people that have this quest like we do for the the wisdom and understanding. There's no downside to that. In 35, it says, Be willing to hear every godly discourse and let not the parables of understanding escape thee. Period. So you're grabbing on to these words that come out of the Bible. Okay, in 36, and if thou seest a man of understanding, get thee betimes unto him, and let thy foot wear the steps of his door. Let thy mind be upon the ordinances of the Lord, and meditate continually in his commandments. He shall establish thine heart and give thee wisdom at, at thine own desire. Okay, now ordin ordinances, that's the doctrine given by angels. It is not the uh, revised code book or anything like that. This, this comes from the Lord. And it wasn't handed by any uh, men, okay? It wasn't handed to us by uh, crafty words. This comes directly from the Lord to the angelic host. All right. So there it is. There's six. And uh, we're going to be looking forward soon to be doing number seven here. Uh, and I hope you're enjoying this as we are here at the table. Thank you from Harriet Benzie and myself. Bo also, bye-bye.